Jessica. Joseph. What in the world are you doing? Hanging out. And? Enjoying the Sunday. And? About to record a podcast. There you go. Off the elevator, folks. That's right. What are you doing? About to... I am recording a podcast now. I mean, I'm just saying, you asked me what I was doing. I figured, you know, you were going to... I should say, what have you done today? We went skeet shooting, me and the... Me and the boys, Austin, Buck, Cooney, one of Buck's roommates. Well. We went skeet shooting. How'd that go? Uh, They all shot good. Well, Cooney didn't. (laughs) Poor old raccoon. I I didn't shoot too good myself, but we had a ball. Well, why not? I do that. Sometimes I shoot good, and sometimes I shoot like crap. Hmm. It's just, I think it... Depends on the barometric pressure. Oh, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, well, did you have a good time nonetheless? I had a ball. Well, I had good. a blast. Well, how, good. how do you like me sitting over here in this recliner? Record? I think you look quasi-comfortable. I'm, I mean, I'm kicked back. I'm laid back. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I got that recliner out of a set-out. Mm, Dane was a baby. No, Dane was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little beady baby. Someone moved out and left it, and at the time, we didn't have a lot of furniture, and I was like, right. well, put it in the back of my car and towed it at home. What is a set out? Uh, when someone gets evicted. Oh, okay. Or leaves their, okay. You know, yeah, forced out of their home. Right. So, you got it uh, through your job, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, then what they do is they put all the stuff out in the trash. It's comfortable. Yeah, well, you're leaned up against the wall. It's a rocker. Oh, now you're saying I'm scratching your wall. Uh, have you seen my walls? Really? But no, no I mean, you have to, if you don't lean up against the wall, you, you'll flip completely really? over, That's which nice. might be pretty fun to watch. You wouldn't think it's uh, 15 years old, 12, 13 years old. I know it. Doesn't feel like it. That's pretty. <laughs> Jesse is on guard from me spitting my snuff in my bottle. It yeah. is. It has become. It is manifested into her pet peeve. I'm just saying, if I can hear it, they can hear it. What? Now ain't nobody trying to hear that. But now it's the going- same thing. You said something about my vaping, and I said, okay, I'm not going to vape because well, I don't want to. I don't want to be like you know. I, I only <laughs> said something about your vaping because you said something about my snuffing. Well, I mean, you can hear it when we listen. I mean, I listen to it, and then you know, whatever. So that's what I did today. What'd you do? Church, which was really good. Um, I invited some new friends to come, and they came, and that was good. And then we hung out. They do the high school thing after church right now, so we hung out while Dane did the little high school thing, and then we went to the Walmart. To the Wally World. To the Wally World. What went down at the Wally World? Groceries? Not, yeah, we ended up getting a little bit of groceries. We had to get, you know, toiletries and stuff, deodorant right. and shampoo and toothpaste and stuff like that. Did you see, well, no, we talked about it a little bit, so I know you know of it, a bar there in uh, Hiram, Hiram, Georgia. Do you know which bar it was? I do. I do. That I myself wasn't a bar fly by any means. Right. By no means at all. But toward the end of my drinking career, if I went to a bar, that's the bar I went to. Really? 
Yeah. Are you going to tell me or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to drop. We're not name dropping it's, today. It's Highway 278 South is the name of the bar. Oh, when Kent told me that, I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was talking about 278, like yeah. the road. <laughs> yeah, the name of the bar is Highway 278 South. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Are they, you know, people say 278 South. Where Where is that? It is in Hiram. If, um, are you familiar where the M&M liquor store is in Hiram? Yes. So... It is. Is that higher? It is higher. I got pulled over right there for having my phone in my hand. Yeah. See? So yeah. If, if you go off Dallas Highway mm-hmm. on the Business Six, it's right there on the left. Is it in that corner shopping center? It's it's actually not. It's in that corner lot. It's not part of that shopping yeah. center. It sits really close to the yeah. road. So, that you remember me telling you um, the Christmas Eve story. Where, you know, I wasn't drinking anymore. And a buddy of mine messaged me. Oh, yeah. And was like, hey, you want to come just eat with us? And I knew everybody else there would just be pounding them back. It was one of those Christmas Eve where it was drizzling rain, cold outside. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't really much to do at home anyway. We got off work early. And I really, really wanted to go. Like, really wanted to go. Yeah. And um, anyhow, that was 278 South. Yeah. It was so funny because for whatever reason, I knew it was used to be something else a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah. It's been like, it's been like numerous bars. It started yeah. out as a, you remember Curtis Mathis? Is it Kurt? Yes. That used to sell electronics and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. way back in the yeah. day. When it was built brand new, I believe it was a Curtis Mathis. And it's mm-hmm. been a... Uh, since then it's just been like a bunch of bars yeah. and, and miscellaneous shops you know one bar was called the phoenix and i was trying to remember because when we lived out there um we went we went there a few times and i, I had a few i had i dreamt about that place really um not the i mean when i say that place meaning in my mind the location like having been there um a few times during my um, early on sobriety, which is weird. Pro- probably when y'all was going there, it was probably One-Eyed Willies. I feel like I would have never gone to a place called One-Eyed Willies. I'm pretty sure the name of it was One-Eyed Willies. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been right after it was named the Phoenix. Uh, right, yeah. I, w- I could get on the Phoenix and fill in One-Eyed Willies and no-go. <laughs> so, so what happened was... uh. A man um, got basically kicked out of the bar. Right. Why, I don't know. I just assumed it was from wanting to fuss and fight. Mm-hmm. And he left. And he was gone for a little while. So then he returns and starts shooting through the window. Oh, snap. <laughs> and when his gun ran out, he was in his truck. He drove into the bar. Now, when I'm saying he drove into the bar, I'm not saying he just hit the bar with his truck. No, he drove in the bar. Wow. And uh, he was trying to load his gun again, and some of the bar patrons pulled him out of the truck. And I feel like he got a licking. Subdued him. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine a Paulden County subduing? <laughs> wow. After uh, they just been shot at. <laughs> right. I think 
um, if if you know how it is on Facebook, what you read, but mm-hmm. it, it appears that one of the bouncers got grazed by a bullet, and one of the patrons inside the bar got hit by the truck twice. I'm assuming got knocked down, and then it knocked away. And as the truck continued forward, it hit him again. Mm-hmm. So, and b- both people are out of the hospital and okay. Thank goodness. Um. I'm kind of a um, well, not kinda. Let's be clear. I'm not. I'm not now. <laughs> but I, I would guess to say I was um, a barfly. Is that what you're, you called it? A barfly. A barfly. Somebody that hangs out at the bar. Uh, yeah. I like to. Hang, I like to hang out at the bar. I, I've never been a bar person. Like you know, go. It would be in spurts. Like maybe if I went to the bar. It would be like two or three t- weekends in a row, mm-hmm. and then not again for maybe two years. You well, see? you know, it became a you know. Oh, it sounds really lame, but you know, when you think of Cheers, where everybody right. knows your name, right? You know, um, it's kind of like that. It's like you go in, you know, the bartenders know you, and. You know, your drink's waiting on the... I mean, they see you coming, getting out of your car, coming in. Sometimes the drink's already made. Right. You know, and then, um, you know, before it's ever empty, there's another one sitting next to it. It's like, you know, one of those familiar things. And um, I... There towards the end, I guess, um, I could be just... It it changed a little. Right. I could be... uh, I would prefer at that point to be at home. Yeah. Yeah. but um, any, I did for a partic- long time. Any particular reason? As for, did your drinking ramp up and you didn't have to want to worry about driving? Yeah. Or well, I mean, I guess you know, or being away from home for a super long time. <laughs> well, you know, some of it has to do with the fact that I have kids, you know, and I was coming home to them, and then it was like, well, I could just sit here with no shoes on (laughs) you know and not have to worry about you know watch what i want and do what i want and the kids could play and and you know and they used to say things to myself like uh well at least i'm at least i'm here right right right. but i wasn't really here you know the kids were doing whatever they wanted to do and i was you know on my phone or watching tv you know and it's just uh then it became an incessant like you know get up make drinks sit down i mean Back and forth, back and forth. Right. And that's really the only. I know when I started, you know, showing sure enough sitting at home because the level of uh, the quantity of alcohol I was drinking was ramping up. It, uh, man, I, I really went to doing nothing but drinking. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. It had got to the point to where I really wasn't even getting up to get my own beer. I'd tell the boys, like I said in the last podcast, go grab me a cricket, grab me a juice. Mm-hmm. My drunk tail, if nobody was there, I'd be so lazy about it. I'd leave a couple sitting beside me. Or if I got up, I'd get two mm-hmm. instead of one. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the uh, same as me. It's, you know, I used to, I mean, when you go to the bar, you drink out of the small glass, and I would, I would have, you know, a Yeti. You know, right. like a 32-ounce, you know, like big boy Yeti. Right. Um, so I didn't have to, you know, make it as often. Um, you know, but being, going to the bar all the time and, you know, 
the camaraderie was good. Right, right. You know, and not everybody's crazy like us, you know, right. and that's, you know, hard hard for me to believe sometimes, too, you know, that people do just go, have a few drinks, and right. go home, and uh, not, you know, pound them down as fast as they can before it gets time to pick up your kids from the, right. you know, from after school or whatever, um, or until you have to make dinner, or until you have to do whatever, you know. So, so let's do this, right? So, you got your phone handy? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, it's over here. And Well, you won't mind? Here, mine's right here. So, you ain't got to take your headphones off. So, at the bar with the camaraderie. Now, you wasn't at the bar late night because it's a different scene on Friday and Saturday nights. Oh, yeah. What would the time be? We were never those kinds of folks. Right. You know, what, what, um, what time does it change? It changes about uh, nine o'clock. Okay, so in your mind, it goes from hanging out to partying at nine o'clock on the weekends for sure. Right, but I mean, really, technically, you partying regardless. Dude, it was fun. I mean, we would play, we would play left, right, center. We would play cards. We would play what? Left, right, center. I I feel like that is some type (laughs) of. uh, I'm, I'm going to rag on you. Is that a North Carolina hopscotch game? No, it's not. It's a. It's I a, think that's that. That a, should be a hopscotch game for a one-legged person. I'm just saying. As soon as we're done here, it's in the glove box of Ken's car, and I'm going to have him show you what left, right, center is. And uh, you know, we play cards and we play Kino and you know, talk and it's fun. So, so y'all bringing cards like your personal cards. We're going to sit here and play some cards. I have. You know, um, that, this I, have, I had a really good friend, uh, Jake, and, you know, he passed away a few weeks ago, but he and I would sit at the bar and play right. cards. So, but that's not something that the bar's putting on. No. Mm-mm. Right. So you're like bringing some stuff to, to the bar to have even well, yeah. more fun. That's how we get down. Now, Keno, the bar's putting it yeah, on. Bro, that's true. Yeah. Like right. Keno, and they have the little, um, you know, I hate to call them slot machines, but right, whatever they are. So, so I got my phone, so I'll do it. So you drunk a? If you went to the bar every day, yep, right. And how long do you think you did that? And and I, I understand you probably didn't go a day here and there, but let's just say average per week, at least five days a week. At least five days a week. Is there a hole in that cup? You're looking uh, if, at it like if there's it a is, hole. If it is, it just started. Oh. Five days a week. Mm-hmm. You drunk vodka and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Vodka and water with a splash of Red Bull. Okay. How many of those would you drink? Wow. <laughs> you trying to out me here? <laughs> no, I mean, how many would you drink? Uh, probably um, between five and eight. Okay. So a conservative figure... Is six and a half, right? <laughs> so let's let's just say six. Okay. And how much was each one of those vodka and Red Bulls? Um. Well, you know, you go to a place long enough, you get the discounted rate. Okay. So what was you paying? But uh, if I paid for, you know, it's probably seven dollars. So we're looking at forty-two dollars. If I paid for each one of them, right? <laughs> So we're looking at two hundred and ten dollars a month, right? Or 
excuse me, a week. Five times 42 is 210. Mm-hmm. Times four is 840. Right? Four weeks in a month. Mm-hmm. $10,080. Well, that's if I paid for all of them. I probably paid for half. <laughs> so $5,040. That's the money. That's that's the bar right. drinking. Yeah. Not the drinking I even did got, at home. Then you got your home drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do me. So oh, my, you're not going to calculate the home drinking? What's that oh, about? Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. No, I mean, you already outed me. About uh, how many bottles of Tito's did you drink a week and cans of Red Bull? Well, Red Bull was, I mean, I could, that doesn't really count because literally. Red Bull is expensive. I know, but there at the end, when I tell you a splash, that's all it was. I could use one can of Red Bull all week. I don't know anything about Red Bull, so go ahead and laugh at me. Is Red Bull's carbonated? Yes, it is. Yeah, I know. It got bad in the end. <laughs> I I would I would literally put uh aluminum foil or a Ziploc bag with a rubber band and put it in the fridge cuz right. it was cuz I literally just used the splash Did and that I, work? Um yeah, I mean I didn't use enough for carbonation purposes. You know right. what I'm saying? I used it enough for just enough to taste it. Right. Like it was just enough to um Kent used to say just enough to make the water to make the drink not clear. <laughs> really? Um, you know, but the rest would be, you know, be vodka and water and then and I would splash Red Bull. With in. with ice? Oh yeah. Would the ice ever melt? I mean, would you drink it before it was <laughs> I was thinking that ice doesn't melt. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not true. In the summertime it would, if you're sitting right. outside, yeah. So okay, mm-hmm. so let's just minus the Red Bull. Have what do you think I drank? I drank a handle every two or three days. All right. So how much is that? A handle? Uh, about $32. About $32 every two or three days. Mm-hmm. So we'll say times three. Yeah. All right. That's 96 bucks times four, 384 times 12. So, miss, I only paid for half <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> So, we was at five thousand and forty dollars with your half. Mm-hmm. This was four thousand six hundred eight dollars. So we'll add them two together. So I'm just under the ten grand. Right. If I only paid yeah. for half at the bar. <laughs> right. So you're right there at, at ten ten thousand bucks. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what I'm getting at is when. When you're having fun like that, now this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. When you're having fun like that at the bar, you know what I'm saying? You are just spending immense, in my oh, opinion, truth. immense amounts of money. Then you got your keno. Yeah, because you know, the more I drank, the more I'd want to play. Right. And then, you know, the more I play, you know, one or two tickets, or let's play this number, right. or let's play that number, and you right. just, you know, sometimes we would play ghetto keno. What is that? <laughs> It's like, you know, we would uh, collect a dollar from everybody who wanted to play. So you're not paying the bar. You're not paying the people putting it on. Well, we're, pay- we're buying one ticket, right? right. So we're, we, you know, no, I don't even think we bought a ticket. We Everybody would pick a number, and if the number hit, and it, I, why can't I remember all the information now? But anyway, one time I literally won $123 playing Ghetto Kino. Did you walk out of there with it? Of course not. Right. 
<laughs> I mean, I might have. I don't remember. Right. Now, I know my poor husband's going to be like, I can't believe you don't remember the rules to right. get Okino because so, it was a thing. So, what I'm getting at is though, though our, our social aspects of when we were drinking, right? Yeah. There were so many things that we didn't realize. Now, I know me and you had talked previously a few times about how much money we've spent on alcohol. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but for somebody out there listening that may be drinking now, you know, step back and look. I mean, just think. I didn't even consider doing that. Right. Beforehand. So, um, you know, but it's, a, and it's, you know, I liked, um, I liked the atmosphere. Right. And uh, I still do. Right. Right? You know, it's not, um, it's not that I don't like the atmosphere. It's that I yeah. I don't have the ability to um, stop. And when I say stop, let's be clear. I didn't sit there all night. I mean, I would drink until I needed to leave. Right. Um, but that always meant when I got home, I would just pick right up. It wasn't like happy hour. You have a couple drinks. You go home and everything's fine. It was okay. You know, here here's the happy hour. Here's the start to my night. You right. know, um, and it was on till you right. know, midnight. Right. So for for me, because I wasn't a bar fly, mm-hmm. it was pretty much go to work, work all day, head over to the cow pasture. Right. Or. Which was your bar. Right. Hang out with a few buddies, drink, cut up, make fun, sometimes till 11, 12 o'clock at night in the middle of the week. Right. Much less the middle of the week, all week. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, have to get my wife to come pick me up. Or when my kids got old enough to drive. Hey, right. you you want to come to the barn and hang out? We're going to be <laughs> worming the cows, you know. Wow. I don't even want to know that, that, who would say yes to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about teenage boy, boys. Are we going to be checking the deer feeders or looking at the deer cameras? You want to come over here? Which is all code for we're going to hang out and drink. If Which was all code. I'm going to need you to give me a ride later on but of course they wanted to do those things too it was sort of the same thing like you said at least once you was at home Mm -hmm. well at least they're with me Mm, yeah right you see what i'm saying for sure so but then there was a lot of times we'd we would go through spells at work uh a lot of times where at the end of the day we'd all be out at the back of the shop i mean it's been upwards of 10 people Mm mm-hmm Who's going to the liquor store? And I'll tell you, when I was socially around more people or at the barn, I drank way more. And I spent way more. Because mm-hmm. in in the culture I'm in, you, we will fuss and fight over who's going to buy the beer. <laughs> You know, if you're if you gonna hang out with me, if you my dog, if you my dog, then you're gonna let me buy the beer. Wow. Oh, you're gonna disrespect me and, and go to the <laughs> store and buy the beer? You, stuff like that. You sure. see what I'm saying? But in in the crowd that I drank with, 
at the barn and at work anytime i was drinking around those guys and it wasn't a competition thing you're hanging out talking our 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 keno might have been i remember one time so drunk hanging out look Peter might get mad. I don't give a fat rat. This is the truth. I'm just old hillbilly redneck. I feel like Peter's not listening to this. They might. Somebody might get upset. But this, this is the, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. We posted up with 22 rifles, right? It's already a bad mix. Alcohol and guns. I mean, let's be clear. On the fence post. And when a turtle would stick his head up out of the water... <laughs> We are taking turtle heads off. And I can't tell, I cannot believe I laughed at that. I cannot tell you how many. But now, that lake had a turtle infestation. And we had tried to trap them out, and it didn't work. And it was either kill the turtles or the lake was it was going to die anyhow. All the fish was getting killed and eaten. It a was turtle a, infestation, yeah. huh? Way too many turtles. I feel like that's not a real thing, but I'm going to let you have that. No, it is. For the size of pond that it was, mm-hmm. the turtles just took it over. So there you are drinking, shooting the heads off turtles. I mean, just stuff like that. So, of course, I'm. we ain't going to run out of beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, it's you can't run out. Right. And um, so I noticed in that group setting is why I was asking you, trying to correlate the amount you spent in your social drinking mm-hmm. versus you spent in your solita- solitary drinking the difference is immense in yeah my especially opinion. if i were if i were purchasing all of them now and i'm not saying that to say uh it's better to drink alone i'm not saying that <laughs> but what i'm saying sure. is uh i noticed in my social drinking uh, as i thought about it while being sober man i spent the money and if i did go to a bar you witnessed this one time before. If I did go to a bar, remember when we went to the bar for your husband's birthday party? I know. I was like, you. <laughs> I feel like you told him every time the tap got to 100 bucks, close it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I feel like you did that a lot. Right. <laughs> I spent, I think the grand total was $384. I mean, for a few hours. For Yeah, for a few hours. Now people in the big cities or whatever that ain't that ain't no big money, but for Woodstock, Georgia, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for one night, is it not? Oh, that is a that is a tremendous amount of money. Now I didn't drink all that. Of course, I had to buy multiple rounds of Crown Royal Maple mm. that everybody just despised. Yeah, and I did not drink any of that. You didn't drink none of that. No, man. Never was a I never was a brown drinker. Crown Roll Maple was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I, it was your thing. I know. I bought you a handle for your birthday once. Right. I mean, who does that? So. You paid the favor back by buying me a handle of Tito's. Right. For right. my birthday. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I had ever been so excited for a birthday gift for someone to walk in with a handle of Tito's and a box of Red Bull. I was the same way when y'all gave me that Crown Roll Maple. I was like, whoa. It was like you gave me a brand new 30 out 6 rifle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember that. And you were like, I can't believe you did that. Like, it was something. I mean, what? In the insanity. The, the insanity. Uh, so, 
the dynamics of your drinking socially. How do you perceive that now? So you had a group of friends that you played cards with and ghetto Kino mm-hmm. and you hung around this bar that was air quote like the show Cheers where mm-hmm. everybody knows your name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and you love those people, all great people mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah, it, uh, it was hard not, I mean, not going there every day. And I know you haven't removed yourself in and of the sense, I can't talk to y'all. But, but your friendship's different. It has to be, right? You're not, yeah. you're not seeing them on a regular basis. Yeah. And, they, uh, and you know, they want to be, they all want to be super, um, I won't say cautious is the word, but they're super sensitive to how I how I feel or what I, what I was dealing with. Um, everyone was, everyone, right? You know, um, one of my closest friends was the bartender. Um, I mean, these people. I mean, like I said, I saw them every day. We we know about our lives. We know. Um, I mean, they we we, <laughs> we spent all our birthdays there and anniversaries and right. date nights and you know whatever. I mean, they knew St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, they knew everything about us. And, and that, that's another thing too. When you're in that bar culture, that bar fly culture, aren't dates like St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo? They're all fun. Right, those are those are big days, right? Yeah, they are big days. And those aren't holidays that are like federal government holidays that are okay, you're going to be off work today. Right. Or you're off work tomorrow. Well, I didn't need to be a reason to be off work for right. me, but for right. sure. But no, everybody was super supportive and um you know, I didn't go back for a minute. Right. I mean, I um, like I said, one of my friends was a bartender, so I would go early in the morning before it would really open and visit with her while she was at work. I mean, you know, and spend time with her, um, you know, to try to keep that um, relationship because, you know, she works a lot and that's where I spend all my time. And, you know, and everybody, you know, just as the months went by. <laughs> after i got past the you know crawling out of my skin part and um i've been you know i've been over there several times and i've hung out several times and drank diet coke and the people are super supportive and you know they're proud of me for dealing with it and for you know sharing that experience with them and um i couldn't have asked for a better situation for and sure. That that's a blessing, a hundred percent. Because you know, up until this week, or up until we was talking about what we was going to talk about on this podcast, I never really thought. Because I've got some really great friends that I hung out on a day with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That um, I mean, I had to remove myself from what what I was doing. It wasn't remove myself from what they were doing. Sure. Right? And um, they've they've been supportive. Um, you know, at the beginning, you I got those comments that, oh, you'll be back. Yeah. It, you're, just, you're just on the wagon for a little while. Yeah, drying and, out. And most of that was all in fun. Sure. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you hear it two or three times from the same person, you, you're like, dang, dude, you, you don't believe me? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Uh, but I'd say once about about month six, I think it sort of stuck into a lot of them. That yeah. Now, or, you know, the first few times where I was around and they was pounding them back. Right. Like we used to, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't drink any. Well, I think once they saw that, now he's he's being for real. He's right here in the in the furnace of adversity. He's standing right beside this <laughs> furnace of adversity. I mean, what kind of what kind of relationships you got going on there? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, if you're back in that normal setting that you had been in for years and years. Yeah, the trigger. I mean, it's it, years sure. and years, and you're on the tailgate. Right, and mm. the sun's going down, and the owls over there, woo, 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 and the whippoorwills over there, woo, 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 woo. wow. And <laughs> what's the turkey doing? <laughs> at this point, the turkey's doing nothing. He's he's just chillaxing. Wow. And uh, they're pounding them back, and you're right beside the cooler. And one of them says, "Hey, will you hand me a beer?" And you reach in and grab it and throw it to them. Yeah. You know it. It click. That is a furnace of adversity. <laughs> Do you not agree? I mean, wow, I got a little stressed out just thinking about it. But, <laughs> I mean, for for instance, I mean that for me that'd be like pouring drinks for someone. Right. Let, let me just make you a vodka drink. Well, it's not <laughs> as bad as taste it and see what it tastes oh, like. Oh man. You know what I mean? So once I, I feel once a lot of my buddies seen that, um then it then it said in, okay, this is something he is doing. And I think it even backed my testimony up even more, right? Sure. Uh, not only did I say something, but I'm doing something. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, this you know, our choice is our choice. Right. <laughs> you know, I have zero problem with people that with people that drink because I drank. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and let's be clear, I like to drink. Right. I still, you know, like like it's still part of me. Like I like to drink, and it's a choice that I make for me because right. of how it affected my life. Right. You know, and not everybody that drinks has a problem. Exactly. True that. I, I just happened to not be one of those people. True that. I had but, I had a pro, you know, I, I drank in excess and had a problem. Do you ever get the feeling that? Um, Maybe some of your friends would think, I wonder if Jesse thinks I have a problem. I don't know. But, I'd hope not, right? right? I mean, because I don't, I don't. Right. You know, right. now that's not to say I haven't looked at someone. Um, not, I mean, I, I won't say of any of my close friends, but when you see someone and go, you know, it becomes a behavior thing, like, oh, I did that, or oh, that's how I behaved, or that's how I reacted, and, you know, it's kind of a kind of a running joke at the clubhouse, like, they must be alcoholics, you know, because we all behave in the same crazy manner sometimes, even when we're right. not, um, we're not drinking, but um, my focus is never... I was trying to think, I mean... Not to judge anybody, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's just not been, it's just, for lack of a better explanation, it's kind of a selfish gig, you know, right, for right. me. It's kind of like, you know, I'm thinking about me, I'm worrying about me, I'm working on me. I don't really have the, um, it doesn't benefit me. And well, that sounds, I mean, that sounded real selfish, but I mean, we all know that, I mean, sobriety is about self-awareness, recovery is about self-awareness, it's about what's my part in this, not what 
anyone else's part is. Right. Well, it's real easy to, uh, at the beginning, to talk about it a lot. Right? Um, oh, what? Not drinking? Yeah. Um, I mean, it. It's, it is a... I don't think I talked about it. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I had to explain a little bit why I wasn't coming around. Um, but... Um, I was just thinking about that. I was like, well, I don't know. I, and I, one thing I did notice is that um, people didn't know how much I drank. Right. Until we had a conversation about it. Right. You know, um, oh, I didn't realize it was a problem. <laughs> you know, because right. everybody, you know, I, di- I didn't hide it um, for the most part. Um, everybody that I know knows I drank. Everybody, I mean, it was it. It wasn't in the, in the situation where I felt like I needed to. In some cases, I did, towards the end, um, hide how much. Not that I was, but I did hide how much I was drinking. Um, but people were surprised. Right. About that, for sure. And uh, Well, that, that, that would be when you was drinking solitary. Yeah. Because at the bar, all your bar buddies knew. Well, let's be clear. I mean, it's we're having a good time. We're talking. Nobody's paying attention. Sometimes I couldn't even remember how many drinks I had. Right. I had a friend. I love it. She would, she would put the stir, the stir straws that they give you. She would leave them in her cup. And I'd be like, what are you doing with three or four stirs? She goes, that's how many drinks I've had. Because like she couldn't, we you know, to keep count of how many drinks she right. had, she'd leave the straw in there. Right. And I was like, oh, I should do that. <laughs> But I didn't. I didn't like the stir, so I always threw it away. Every time they gave it to me, I threw it away. Did you have when you when you was hanging out? Did you have a? Well, I know you talked about a lot of times you had to go pick up your kids or whatnot. But when summertime was here and holidays and you know um, different vacations for school, did you have it? Still have a time frame limit, or did you have a drink limit? I always had a time frame limit. Always a time frame limit. There was no. Uh, this is the God's honest truth. Um, I never counted my drinks. Right. Not once. Um, right. I probably should have. Um, but it was um, like I said. It, it became how many can I get down in the time frame that I have. Right. Uh, I mean, on a regular. Well, mine, mine was sort of that way. So uh, let's say I got off of work at six. And it'd be okay. Well, I need to leave here by nine thirty, because that'll give me ten, fifteen minutes to get home, ten, fifteen minutes to eat, ten, fifteen minutes to take a shower. I'm in the bed by ten thirty, right? But when I started watching that clock, I'd start pounding them even more, and then the time, well, I can get in bed by eleven thirty. Yep. Next thing you know, I'm not leaving until eleven thirty. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. You know, I noticed it didn't even matter. Now, when I'm saying we're hanging out at the barn, we're either hanging out at a shed or a pole barn that isn't. It has a roof, you know, to give you a little bit of shade. We're, we have nowhere to sit. We're sitting on tractors, on piles of plywood, concrete <laughs> blocks, that, a smoker, you know what I mean, hanging mm-hmm. on the back of the truck. It didn't matter if it was coming up a tornadic super sale. <laughs> or, or if there was a, a tornadic 
super sail? Yeah. I can't with you today. I cannot. Or if, or if there was gale force winds of 70 knots blowing from the north at 20 degrees, <laughs> making it feel like negative five below zero. <laughs> wow. We were still out there drinking like it was paradise. You know, know what I mean? I know. Uh, just, just having a ball, acting a fool. I mean, I can sit. I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> you know, I'm a smoker, and I have to go outside to smoke. And uh, I would sit in the garage for hours and hours and hours and hours. Chair out there, ashtray out there. You know, I'd come in and out to make drinks. And then this past winter, I want you to know, I couldn't sit out there for more than a few minutes. I was like, not drinking. I didn't even want to smoke that bad. Yeah. I was like. First of all, this is too cold. Like, who does this? And then I would think to myself, the hours that I would sit out there um, at night. Right. Drinking. And I'm like, I think you and I talked about it one time. Like, man, hours. Hours. And I would be like, yeah, I don't even want to smoke that bad. Like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go out there. Right. It just amazes me. We, the things that we um, tolerated. Right. In so, that state of mind, which says a lot too about what that does to you know, tolerated in your solidarity mm-hmm. and around other people from yourself and from other people. Oh, for sure, you know, you know? and like I said, towards the end, I, I much rather preferred to be by myself, right? Um, when I say by myself, meaning. I mean, there's people around, but I'm by myself. You know, right. it's not. I mean, it's, right. it wasn't fair to my family. Right. It wasn't fair to, you know, anyone in my life. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to paint this dismal picture of someone who's sitting in a dark room. It wasn't like that. I mean, I was physically there, but I wasn't there. Right. You know, um, and I didn't realize that until I got, um, until I had been sober a little while. And I was like, man. Hmm. Now, let's be clear. My husband will tell you I have a superpower, and that is the ability to tune anything and everything out at any given time. It's just a thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know where that came from. So, naturally, I can be distant, even sober, like, unattentive. Um, But I'm sure that that um, created a much more, you know. um, Right. I don't know what the word is, but it was not cool. I just had a story cross my mind. You did? From my social drinking. I had a 2003 Chevrolet four-wheel drive pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And we had been working clearing this pasture out. And uh, clearing brush, hot outside, you know, middle of the summer type day. Mm-hmm. The day gets knocked off, it's 6, 6.30, you know, Georgia heat, probably July, maybe the beginning of August, and everybody starts showing up, starts showing, bringing beer. And I remember about, about 11.30 at night, taking my truck and driving by these humongous dirt piles and just sliding sideways, slamming my truck. Into the side of these dirt piles. What? You know, and then I'm like, I'm going to push this tree over, and then there's this big old hickory tree, right? 
And I go up to this big old hickory tree, and I'm just got my truck matted. It's spinning the tires, and finally when it locks in, I mean, it just bogs the motor down, just destroys this truck in one night. And wow. I, I remember, I think my wife came and picked me up to bring me home because, you know, of course, I couldn't drive. Oh, my Lord. I, I would have I, been furious. <laughs> I, I remember going out there to get my truck. How I got out of it, I don't know to this day. Uh, I imagine because there was four or five other guys out there to be able to pull the doors open. Uh, I remember going to get my truck and seeing my truck and was just like, what the, you know what, and trying to get in my truck, and I could not get in my truck. Wow. And uh, I had to call a friend to come out there with some pry bars to pry some sheet metal so I could even open the door up to get in my truck. Wow. That one night rent that truck. I'm talking about rent it. You know, it's, some of the <laughs> it goes back to the insanity, the insanity of it all. Right. Like what what made us think that that was okay? What and you know what I was getting at is in in my social drinking, when I say I would drink more and this and that, I was a lot more wild too. Like I was the life of the party. It wasn't something that I necessarily felt like I had to be. It was just something that I was. You see what right. I'm saying? Do you think that, you know, for me, because I didn't drink till later in life, you know, I didn't drink that much when I was younger. Right. Um, I mean, I was in my 30s. Right. You know, and so it wasn't like I was this wild young person. I mean, right. I was somebody's mother. Right. You know? Right. Um, so it was a little different for me. Now I was wild, right? Um, just not as like I would have been. I would imagine right. as right. a younger person. Um, but I think that the um, abuse of it made me do things, not think. Let's back that up. I know it made me behave in a manner that I n- I normally would not have. Right. Right. Um, to an extent that. I couldn't remember what it was like before. Right. As a person. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Who who I was as a person. Right. You know, and then getting sober and, you know, working a program. I mean, there's some things I look back and I'm like, I get totally surprised by it. But there's things that I'll I'll never forget. And one of them was um, my sponsor had said something to me about being in self-pity. And I want you to know. I literally did not know what she meant. Like there like I didn't know what it meant. Now, I'm educated. We all know that. And I'm smart and I'm, you know, let's be clear it's me. Like I feel like I know everything. Right. You know, right. and I'm like, but there I'm sitting there and I'm at a meeting and she says, you know, you're in self-pity and I'm like, no one had ever said. I mean, like it never in my life. I mean, 40 years old. Right. You know, and I get in the car and I leave the meeting and I get down the road and and I put and I stop and I Google it. I'm 40 years old. I'm Googling self-pity because I don't understand. I mean, five web pages, the dictionary. I'm like, what? I would have never said that about myself. I literally didn't know what the word meant. Right. 
you know, and then having someone share some literature with me and just being aware of the things that I do and the things that I feel because I literally didn't know. When I tell you I didn't know, it was like, <laughs> I can remember being completely like blank when she said it to me. Right. Um, but learning about it and, and seeing it now. Oh, I can see it. I mean, like, you definitely see it in other people, but I can actually see it in me. Like, right. oh, okay, Jesse, you're in self-pity. This is, you know, this is a character defect. Like, what are you going to do about this? You know? And those are the times when I try to serve other people. When I call another alcoholic, when I message someone, when I try to get out of thinking about myself into thinking about someone else. But I never in a million years... Would have I just didn't I didn't understand it and I didn't agree with it and I would have never thought that was me right and hmm. the shock behind that interesting mm-hmm. very I mean you just do so many things like I said I I did so many things in that social atmosphere that I didn't realize I oh, was doing sure. you know what I mean I was totally different drinking in a social atmosphere than I was in a you know by myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it was ramped up. Yeah, there's no entertainment when you're alone. Right. I mean, music, mm-hmm. video games, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. Now, uh, I enjoyed both. Right. Right. I really did. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I enjoyed, I didn't really care. Well, I, I would say that it was my solid, in my solitary moments is what really started to ramp up my alcoholism. Like, I went... And and I don't want to put a label on anything. I'm no expert by any means. I was definitely a social drinker, mm-hmm. right? But as my alcoholism transformed. <laughs> Alcoholics as, transform. As my, al- <laughs> as my alcoholism transformed, I ramped up my alcohol intake by myself. Yeah. You get, you get yeah, what I'm saying? Of course. Um, Hundred percent alcoholic all the way from the beginning, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, you know, it's all glory be to God, but I don't know if I hadn't have, if I, I don't know when I would have realized it if I would have purely stayed in that social setting. Ah. If God hadn't sent something, you know, to make me realize it the way that I did. Right. I don't. You get what I mean? Absolutely. I wonder for me, you know, um, you know, it's just God has a way. Right. You know, and I have to say that I'm grateful for that. Um, You know, there's just some things that we don't know what the plan is or what its time is, but I don't know. Right. For me. I mean, and I always say when I'm talking to people at the meeting, like, I didn't even know I had a problem until... I had a problem. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have a friend, you know, and she'll tell you she was, an, she was an alcoholic most of her life. Like, she knew. Right. You know, I didn't know. Right. You know, I didn't know. And part of that was, it was, you know, I didn't drink early on. Right. You know. Um, and, I mean, even though I experienced it and I came from a family, a father who was, um, I don't know what it would have took either. Right. You know, so it's pretty neat how God puts people in our paths for right. sure. Because I I would not have gotten uh, I would not have 
gotten sober in any other way. And I don't not, feel. And not just, I mean, you think about the God, how God used people. I mean, just think about the Bible, right? Oh, so for sure. How God used people, drunkards, prostitutes. So I'm not saying that uh, God hasn't used some of those people that I drank with. You see what I'm saying? Sure. To, to uh, help me. I feel like I need to be one of that. I feel like I am one of those people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want to be, though. I'm like, and I'm so grateful for that, too, right? Because I'm like, man. All right. So, um, definitely a drunkard. <laughs> I'm like, hey, he's the, the, I go, and that's one of the biggest things for me when I read about, you know, all these amazing people in the Bible and what God did with them and the things that they did. And I'm like, well, I'm not that bad. <laughs> so maybe there's a chance for me to change the world. Right. <laughs> you know? So, so, you know, for me, speaking for myself, I'm sure, you know, a lot of my friends will listen to this, and I'm sure a lot of yours will too. I haven't removed myself from their life. I'm just working on me. Word. They did nothing to cause me to be an alcoholic. Uh, they didn't push me to be an alcoholic. They, right. You know, they didn't enable me to be an, an alcoholic. Right. At, it's all on me. So if any of y'all are listening to this, I don't <laughs> want y'all to think by any means that I feel any kind of way about y'all because that's not true. Yeah, that's the truth. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You got anything else? No, that was fun. I think that was. I think it's time to end it. You okay. try. You try to leave. I, I think. Well, I mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think we made our first podcast without you rabbit holing. No way. Yeah. I feel like I might have rabbit holed a little. You stayed on topic. Are you staring at the sticky note? <laughs> uh, I was looking for it, but that sun's blasting through that window. Yeah, that's my stay on topic sticky to, note. <laughs> I'm going to have to sit back in my. Yeah, I could have closed the blinds. I, I know there was some background noise for me that moving this mic, so I apologize, <laughs> people. I was trying a new seat today. I mean, there was less snuff spitting for sure. Don't do it. That, oh, that see was, y'all. That was just for you. I mean, hashtag, don't do it. Hashtag. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you ain't got nothing else, Jessica. Oh, I do. Uh, Send us some email. I know last week we talked a little bit about anybody who wanted to share their story. Just want to bring that back around. Yeah. yeah. Email, message us, Facebook, Instagram, off the elevator at gmail.com. Not only somebody that wants to give their testimony about being in current addiction, you know, more than more than happy to talk to somebody like that we're not no experts somebody that's in recovery right now so but i want to talk to some people family members and friends that have people that are in the you know furnace of adversity as as well wow i feel like i I have to draw a furnace you know i feel like that's it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but would you is that not uh yeah, anybody who wants to talk about it, because it's not. I mean, right. I mean, addiction affects everybody. Right, everybody. You know, it's no respecter of people in that. You know, in the people's family that it affects, it's a, it's a big deal. We would love to be able to give anybody an outlet. We just want to. We just like to talk. Well, you, I like to talk. I can't really speak for you. If you want to get on here and vent, 
as long as you just don't go buck wild. You know what I'm saying? We ain't well, trying to have nobody go buck wild. I feel like we rabbit holed. No, we didn't. Oh, hmm. We stayed on topic. I'm done talking. I am too. All right, we'll holler at y'all. Bye, y'all.